Following your intuition is what we're going to explore in this next episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. We meet core members of Sharon's team that help her for online courses and of course this podcast. She talks to them both, Dwayne and Jennifer, about their intuitions in business and in life. Let's learn more about these key people in Sharon's life and all about intuition. Hey everyone, thanks for coming on again. Welcome back to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. I'm so glad you're here today because I have got two really fabulous people who I couldn't do any of my work without. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you to both of them. I'm going to introduce you to one of them at a time. And we're going to just do a little chat with them because right now the Tech for Kitchen Witchin, which is our online workshop series, is in Mexico. Didn't take any of us with them. We're not happy with them. He's here today, though, on a Zoom. So welcome, Dwayne Sands, to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here, Dwayne. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Sharon. I want to tell you a little bit about Dwayne before we actually get rocking here. Dwayne has many, wears many hats. Um, in my world, he wears the hat of tech. He uh, and supporter and back patter and and the person I can cry on his shoulder when things just don't go well. He's he's my business partner in the online workshop series, and we've got more coming up, and we're having so much fun. So that's the hat he wears for me, and he also wears that hat for some other people, uh, where he actually does some work for others doing their tech work for building their websites as well. But Dwayne has started and built a business with his father, which was Dust Control on. On the roadways here in Alberta. As you all know, we're part prairie here. So um, when it's dry, it's dry. And so Dwayne even still works in that business today when he finds a little bit of time to do that in the summertime. And he's also a very accomplished musician, um, sings like an angel, and is very connected to a spiritual group in Calgary, where he does a lot of music. And he also does their tech work, I do believe as well. And he can tell you a little bit about that if he wants to. Dwayne, as my friend, when I reached out to him, and I said, you know, I really want to start a workshop series. I don't have a very big budget, Dwayne. Can you help me? Because I knew he did tech work. He did a little bit for me from before. And we got yakking and I kicked out the words kitchen, widget. And Dwayne immediately, we were still talking. He immediately went and he bought the domain. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's serious. He's more serious than I probably was serious, but it made me get serious. And so Kitchen Witchin is now in his second round of uh, level one workshops, which are six month series. And Dwayne does all the tech work. He even took his office to Mexico. So the poor guy's been bugged, but he has some stories to share with you. And interest today is number one, what's it like being in Mexico in the early spring of 2022 and over the winter of 2021, 2022 with COVID going on? What was it like getting through the airports and what's it like to do the travel? And then what are some of the fun experiences you've had? So Dwayne, I'm going to let you take it away. It's all you, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> well, being Mexico, it's been sort of an inclement year down here it's uh, you talk to the locals and it is one of the coldest winters they've had in a long time uh, we've experienced a lot of wind and a lot of rain but when i look at the temperatures at home and i see minus 35 minus 40 hey it's all good yeah no kidding right <laughs> no kidding i i'd rather i'd rather you know don an umbrella than shovel snow well we want to too but we'd like to sit on that beach and drink those margaritas with you <laughs> There have been a few of those. There have been a few of those. But coming down, and coming down, of course, I uh, had to make sure that I had my uh, 
vaccinations done insofar as COVID. And, and prior to travel, there were some documents to fill out uh, for the Mexican government. Uh, very simple, very straightforward. As you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a musician and I, mm -hmm. and I have in this little community down here, I have a couple gigs in the wintertime. I play three nights a week down here, which, which not only is fun, but it also helps subsidize my rent a little bit down here. It doesn't pay much, but that's okay. So I was traveling with my keyboard. I'm a keyboard player. So always, always, always when I come into the country with, you know, packing my suitcase and my video camera and my big keyboard case, I'm always the guy that gets pulled over at customs. They get yeah. Get through everything. Yeah, that makes <laughs> I'm sense. The last guy, I'm the last guy to get through. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. But uh, come to, if you're searching on the map, the best, uh, the closest international airport is a city called Merida. And you can fly to Merida from Canada. But where would that be like in relation to one of the resorts that we would be more familiar with what, uh, in relation? From, from Cancun, it's about three and a half hours west of Cancun. Perfect. Perfect. Yet still, okay. yet still on the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. So the the beauty of it is it's not a tourist area the, ah. there are no there are no resorts here and the house i rent is is close to the beach it's about 100 paces off the beach and it's a four bedroom house with a swimming pool and, holy cow and and i uh, i'm able to rent it for less than what a monthly rent will cost me at home in canada so i you know i can't afford not to be here <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Now that now we know why the expats are down there, eh? But it's uh, uh, it's it's very interesting. This uh, uh, along the coast are a lot of houses and, and condos and what have you that are that are owned by uh, people from Merida, people in the city. These are their summer homes. They okay. come here in the summer, just as we would go to a lake cottage at, at home at, or or what have you, and. Uh, and through the winter, these houses remain empty. So they're... And so they're it's winter out. there. You mean our winter, like with the time that you're down there. Is right. So, so through the winter, these homes remain empty. So they're, uh, they only use them in the summertime, just like we use our vacation homes in the summertime. So there, there are numerous homes available. And if you can make the connections, you can get a, you know, a really decent rate. Dwayne, how do you spell that community, and like, uh, and how do you feel about sharing the name of that community with people? Oh, I, I'm totally. Good. How do you spell it? The city with the international airport is Merida. M is in Margaret. E R I D A. Perfect. And um, the, if you come directly north of Merida, the coastal town is Progreso. Oh, okay. And. And Progresso, uh, there's a lot, very, a lot of interesting things about the area. Uh, Progresso is home of the world's largest commercial pier. It's about seven kilometers long. Pier? Pier like pier. in a dock? Yes. Like you betcha. <laughs> and so it's constantly, it's, it's a port of call for cargo ships coming in, delivering cargo to Mexico, shipping cargo out. Now, I don't live right in Progresso. I am just east of Progresso in a little village, or just outside of a little village called Chishalub. So where does Merida come into this? Uh, Merida is the, is the international airport. This, oh, it, that's the airport. Okay. Right. It's a city of okay. about, a mil, about a million, about the size of Calgary. Um, really? Okay. So it's, it's got all your Walmarts and Costcos and that sort of thing for, 
when you run into the city, you can stock up on certain things that aren't so available. Get, so if you, you can always go for a, a, a McDonald's burger if you get tired of tacos. <laughs> if you get tired of tacos. <laughs> uh, now in Chishaloub, uh, Chishaloub is known uh, for the Chishaloub Crater which is uh, scientists, most scientists concur that this was the asteroid that, that basically wiped out the dinosaurs. Oh! It, it, is, it is huge. Uh, nothing to be seen, nothing to be seen. Uh, this is all under, uh, underwater, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the interesting thing that the, this crater created were things called cenotes, uh, sinkholes. And there's an underground river system. Uh, I don't know, it's over 100 kilometers in diameter, but there's a, uh, an underground river system. And these cenotes, uh, you can visit them, you can swim in them, but they're all protected as, uh, uh, by, the by the government as a national park area. So, Dwayne, it sounds to me like you either do a lot of touring while you're down there or else you've done a real good history search of the area. There's, um, there are some things, uh, there are some things, I mean, I love history. I love history and I love finding out, you know, as much as I can about the places I'm at. So do you um, get a lot of time down there to actually be able to wander around and, and what are the COVID rules down there? Like, do you have to wear your mask everywhere you go or what are the rules around COVID when you're actually there? My days I set out, Sharon, where, as you mentioned, I bring my office with me. So I get up yeah. in the morning and have my coffee and I'll work. I'll work for three or four, sometimes five hours, and then the rest of the day is mine. That's uh, basically how I set it out, so I can enjoy some of Mexico as well. And and I have to tell you, I have to tell you, when you walk around in Chishalub or Progreso, the locals, they walk the streets wearing their masks. They wear their Every, masks all the everybody's time. Everybody's vaccinated. You go into restaurants and stores, and they're protocol is more they adhere to it more than what i'm used to in alberta so you feel secure then when you go out for meals or when you go shopping you feel good like absolutely yeah everybody's taking care of themselves Dwayne, you told me a story about an experience you had in the water can you share that with uh with our listeners it's a painful story <laughs> i know <laughs> Well, part of my morning ritual that I didn't include just, just moments ago is I would get up in the morning and have a swim in the ocean, start my day. And so I arrived in Mexico, and I've been doing this for three or four years. And I arrived in Mexico, and after getting settled in for a few days, I thought, well, it's time to start my morning ritual. So I head for my first swim in the ocean, and I wound up getting stung by a stingray. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and and I have to tell you, it was it was a shock. I I wasn't oh. sure. Uh, I was I was walking back in from the swim. The water's fairly shallow here, and it was low tide. And I was walking back in towards shore. And honest to God, it felt like a gunshot to my ankle. And it was like piercing, like that. Was, and uh, I wasn't sure what had happened. Uh, and I'm looking around and I can't see anything, but I'm wondering, am I being attacked by something here? And, and I was about a hundred yards out at the time as I got closer and into a little shallower water where I could lift my foot up and see because it just, the pain got worse and worse. I lifted my foot out of the water and oh, heaven's blood was, blood was shooting through oh, <laughs> every heartbeat. <laughs> and oh. so I started, I started hollering to shore that I was in trouble. I needed, needed help because I still wasn't sure what had happened. 
by the time I got into shore, the the uh, caretaker from one of the condos had called 911. The police were there. An ambulance arrived shortly thereafter, and they were wonderful. They were wonderful, but they wow, knew, because they you knew know exactly what it, they knew exactly what had happened. They did. But, they recognized what had happened, yeah, and they yeah. and they, but they were really courteous to you. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there, uh, of course, none of uh, none of the uh, ambulance. Uh, emergency responders spoke English, but they had their Google <laughs> translator just, just to go in there. And <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> the first thing they did, first thing they did when the ambulance got there was they put a cuff on my arm to check my blood pressure. And, and they, they said, Oh, your blood pressure is very high. And I said, do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> kind of excited about this happened to me just now. Oh my goodness. But, but in learning about the stingrays, um, it was, you know, and, and people, you see people swimming in the ocean here all the time, and I have been back in, but in this particular area where the water, water is shallow and the sand is fairly loose, I found out that right now, uh, or at this particular time, is, a, is the mating season for stingrays, and they wind up burying themselves in the shallow sand. And they don't discourage you from going in they just tell you shuffle your feet so that they know that you're coming and they scurry off yeah. they're not they're not they're not an aggressive creature at all they're very very uh, gentle but if you step on them they just they're just defending themselves yeah exactly right so you actually didn't shuffle your feet is what you're saying that's what I'm saying. I was stepping Aww. and I and I happened to step on one and so you had to go so you had to go to hospital I did. Uh, they they froze my foot because the pain oh. was incredible, uh, and then of course put me on antibiotics and painkillers. And it, uh, it was about it was a good seven days before I was able to walk, on you know put weight on that on that foot. So you're on antibiotics then for this stuff. I, I was for about ten days. So how did this affect your uh, laying out in the sun and getting that Mexican tan that everybody's always so jealous of? <laughs> well, it was kind of discouraging because the antibiotics, of course, they told me stay out of the sun. Stay out of the sun. Uh, That's what I <laughs> So I missed like 20 days of in the sun and uh, it was interesting. We were having a Zoom church service with our, our group out of Calgary and they were laughing at me and they said, I said, I hope you get some sun or everybody's going to think you went away to Norway for the winter. Yeah, no doubt, right? Because you're not getting a tan. Okay, so now you're all healed up. Now you can actually go and you can shuffle your way through the water when you go swimming. Yeah. You don't have to worry about stepping on a, a stingray. Oh, Dwayne, yeah. my goodness sake. So um, when you're on these antibiotics, were you still able to have like your regular margarita? Well, I wasn't supposed to. I, uh -oh. I snuck the odd one in. No, oh, okay, okay, against okay. doctor's orders. But. So it sounds to me like, um, first of all, if you're going to travel internationally, and especially if you're going to go off the beaten track, to um, a, a village like you're at, where you're at, you really want to make sure that you know a little bit about the history of the area and what the wildlife is going to do, which is sea life, right? <laughs> And knowing about the, the, just knowing about the stingrays and the mating season and knowing all of that would have probably helped you a lot. You know, it really fascinates me. The world has changed so much since COVID and everybody's 
you know, hesitant to travel. We actually, I had family over this weekend and we were talking about Mexico and going to Mexico because we all love Mexico. We all love going there. Mm -hmm. And everybody seems to have a different reason why it's just not a good idea right now. And it's because there's lack of information. And that's why I really wanted to talk to you because intuitively, I know that a lot of people are struggling with being stuck at home. They're not able to travel. They're not able to do what they normally would do. And, or they feel they're not able to, they're afraid to. And it's really nice to talk to you because we're in February right now. The fact is that people can hear this and they can say, well, maybe I can go to Mexico. Maybe it'll be okay. I don't have to be so afraid because as you know, we make decisions out of fear. They're usually bad decisions. So if we can make decisions being comfortable and having information. So that's why I really, first of all, I wanted people to meet you, Dwayne, because I love you so much. And I wanted um, people also to understand that it's okay to take a look at the world around you. You don't have to be afraid of outside your door. Thank you so much for taking the time um, off of the beach days that you've been, you know, trying to get indulge in and, and visiting with us and sharing this information. I really appreciate it. And this gives people an opportunity to look up that area too. Yes. And if they want to go a little off the grid, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for and having me. Yeah. Well, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to turn this around to Jen, um, because let me tell you something, folks, without Jen and without Dwayne, like I said earlier, I can't do this work. I am not a techie. And Dwayne literally saved me and created literally the Kitchen Witching program. And the same with this podcast that you're listening to. Jen Gunson is out of Vancouver. We've never met in person. She was a referral um, through a... Um, very successful businessman in Calgary who introduced us virtually, kind of, sort of, told me about Jen. We connected and we hit it off. She is dynamic and so much fun. She is an ex-radio broadcaster. She used to be the voice in the sky, I think. The eye in the sky. The eye in the sky. Okay, I thought you'd be the voice in the sky, you know. <laughs> Jen has been producing all of these podcasts, so um, I record them here, and then she gets them in Vancouver when I send them to her, and she goes ahead and edits them and then posts them um, on the podcast. And so she's responsible for this total run of the podcast. One of the things about Jen's job is she is really working with a lot of like, I'm a brand new person at podcasting. I know absolutely nothing about podcasting except what I've learned from Jen and through the experience of the last, I don't know, 20 some odd that we've done. But uh, I'm going to turn this over to Jen and I'm going to let her talk a little bit about the opportunity that's out there for anybody that has a small home-based business that would like to podcast and would like to start something like this that has that dream. So Jen, welcome to the podcast and take it away. Oh, I love this. I've never been a guest on a podcast. I'm always, always <laughs> on a podcast, so this is so different for me, uh, but I really think that, you know, Sharon, you know my journey, and it took me a long time to get here. Uh, I'm still in broadcasting. I'm still hosting other podcasts. So I'm just kind of doing it in a more future-friendly model, I guess. And I think that's the hard thing is when you're in an industry that you see so much change quickly. And, I, and my heart goes out to the people with COVID, uh, during COVID because we saw that big change come into the travel industry and other industries. And there's probably a lot of people thinking, what does my career look like yeah. as we go further down the road? But don't get discouraged because like my industry was changing. I don't like to ever put it negatively because everything changes. And I think it's just, it's trying to find that positivity out of it. And so 
uh, before COVID, there was a lot of changes to jobs in the media industry. And, and obviously, because technology has changed, like, you know, there's not many newspapers anymore. Radio stations, a lot of people have different options now to listen to in their car. They have Bluetooth, they can listen to Spotify, they can listen to music, podcasts, whatever, right? So it's kind of going with those changes. And it took COVID for me to actually figure out how to move forward. And it was because I was locked down in my home like everybody else. And yeah. I was like, yeah. how, how do I make my skills known? And so I started my own podcast and that sparked my business. And the Home Builders Association of Vancouver, who I worked with, I credit them with my business because they got me to create their podcast. And then I slowly started getting other businesses on. And then I met you and it just kind of rolled. So my thing is like, if you have a skill and you're in an industry that maybe is seeing a lot of changes, you'll make it if you want to make it. You just have to figure out how to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And Jen, you know, you've supported my work so much with your work Um, through your feedback. You've supported keeping me on track and keeping me focused. And I think one of the biggest things about podcasting is focus is really big and being able to actually stick to the point and not go all over the place, which was my big thing in my first (laughs) podcast. Jen was editing like crazy, all this stuff out of it because it was just too much. And But with my industry, because I'm an intuitive, I'm a psychic and I'm a medium. Um, And Jen has worked really hard. You've worked so hard, Jen, to keep me on task, like keep me on point and bring the connecting points in. If I'm talking about this, where's the intuitive connect? Where's the psychic connect? And I'm wondering if somebody was out there is listening and they were interested in starting a podcast and they are connected to my industry in some form or another, like in the holistic field, is that something you'd be interested in helping them with? And is it common? Are there a lot of people in this field wanting into this business? Yeah, if you Google a lot, like I did a lot of research before we got your podcast off the ground to kind of see what was in the space. And uh, there's a lot of people in your space during podcasts, all different types of things. So either it's numerology specific or astrology specific or psychic specific. There's so many different ones. And I think that's the great thing about podcasting is that you can meet people that are experts in these fields. And all you need to do is turn on your computer and you can listen to somebody in Australia. You can listen to somebody in the UK because everyone's got a different opinion and maybe they're trained a little bit different too, uh, depending on what country. Maybe there there's different practices in the holistic space that are different from maybe how people in Canada do it, yeah. opposed to people in the US or, or somewhere else, right? So I think anyone should start a podcast if they're passionate, if they are an expert in a field, and they're ready for the ride. That's the one misconception of podcasts, and I know Sharon, you and I have talked about this, is like, it's in for the long haul. It's not like you're going to do one episode and you're going to be Joe Rogan tomorrow. Um, (laughs) You've got to do it. Like, I think a lot of people that do podcasting do it for the right reasons, but there's some that don't. And I think it's like anything, you've got to do it because you're A, passionate about it and you like doing it. If you're doing it because it's a chore and it's something that you feel that you have to do, you're not really putting the effort in. If you're just looking for the end result, it's not going to happen. We're seeing lots of results with you because you've been persevering, you're patient, and and, and that's really any good podcaster. Uh, oh, that's so sweet. I'm patient. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I haven't been accused of that very often, Jim. I want to make a point here, like with both you and Dwayne and myself, we all use our voices in our passions. Like our passion comes through, Dwayne, with you and your music. 
and with a lot of the stuff that you do over voiceovers for a lot of people on their in their work and for Jen with you and the podcast you're doing my intros and outros and for myself Mm -hmm. my voice is what leads me forward in everything I do I mean I do a lot of zoom and uh, phone consultations since COVID as well uh, with the psychic and the mediumship work um I think it's fascinating because intuitively, if you're not excited about what you're doing, you're absolutely right. Your voice is going to tell the story. It's going to show. You've got to love it. You've really got to love it. And I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate so much your passion and Dwayne, your passion in supporting my passion, because this is a very, I'm kind of in a very interesting industry with psychic and mediumship work in the holistic field. And for somebody to actually take the practical and apply it to this, man, you guys are talented. You're very talented. And I appreciate you so much, both of you. Do you have anything else you want to add, Jen, to that? No, I, I just like, yeah, again, it's, it's always trying to figure the connection on the topic and, uh, for this episode, I, w- I was monitoring in my producer brain as we were <laughs> doing it. I was like, she better get to that connection. And then you were able to loop it through at the end. So I was very proud. <laughs> but uh, with podcasting, there's always a point. And like I said, you are a psychic medium. So it should always go back to that no matter what topic you are, because that's why people are listening to you because you're in that field. Exactly. That's right. And again, that comes down to, um, but that comes down to what Dwayne was talking about and what I refer to as the people that are afraid to travel right now because they're they're fearful but if they would use their intuitive aspect if they would just go into their their intuitive soul self they're going to be able to find easier answers and they're not going to be fear-based they're not going to because your soul self is not fear-based it's it's positive energy based and the same with doing a podcast or moving forward in something like where you're using your voice um, to try and be an influencer in some way Um, in your case Jen and in my case as a podcaster and and in yours even Dwayne with the music I mean and and your spiritual connections with the church you really want to you are tapping into your intuition all the time you're not there's no way you can do it without tapping into your intuition and my intuition tells me I got the best team on the planet it just tells me that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dwayne, all the way from beautiful downtown Chishalub, Yucatan, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, downtown beautiful Chishalub. <laughs> thank you. And I hope you enjoy your uh, cocktails this afternoon and think of us while you're having one. And are you playing tonight? Are you playing tonight? No, you play Wednesdays, right? I play Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your holiday. I know you and I are going to be talking again because we've got business doing besides podcasts. But um, thank you so much for coming on and being my guest today. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Jen. You're a rock star. And I'm so glad the two of you got a chance to meet. Jen, thank you for keeping me on task. I just appreciate it so much. Every once in a while, I sit here and I I, I probably, you know, say a few words under my breath. <laughs> and then it all works out. And I listen to the editing you've done. And I think, oh, my God, you're a magician. Thank you so much for sharing your talent with me and being on my team. And I just I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much. All the way from Vancouver, too. And here I am sitting in Red Deer where it's um, warming up and not quite so much snow anymore. 
So with that in mind, thank you everybody for coming on to this podcast and, and listening to these fabulous people and listening to me ramble on. Um, I hope you are engaging in your intuition and I hope you will take the time to go out there and be brave and tackle the world again. And if you want to start up a podcast or if you want to start up a business or you want to, don't be afraid. Don't let fear stop you. Use your intuition and allow yourself to be guided intuitively. Until next time, thanks very much for tuning in to Psychic Medium with Sharon Rose. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.